Well, good morning, good day, good evening. My name is Jill, and these are my journals out loud. And I'm recording this. It's Friday morning. It's September 1st. I keep asking myself, where is the time going? Uh, It's 2023, and I think before we blink, it will be 2045, right? We're going to just take a deep breath. And so today, I just wanted to do on this Friday uh, a little personal update. Uh, I do have, for the month of September, a mailing address that I uh, am going to share. Uh, And then I want to do what I guess I'm calling a heartfelt message because uh, I got a lot that's going on inside and I don't even know how to get it out. But before we do that, we're just going to backtrack and gear down. Uh, So I'll just do the mailing address. So as you know, at the first of the month, I have made the decision to Uh, do a request for any financial support that is out there and available. Uh, And my struggle with that, I'm going to talk about in the personal message or the heartfelt message in just a moment. But the reality is, is life is not free and uh, doing all this isn't free. And so I am going to ask for your financial support. And I'm going to say thank you for those of you who are supporting. Uh, Substack offers a $5 a month uh, option, which in my perfect world, I wish I could get that up because then that would be something I knew that would be happening each month because it's really stressful not ever knowing what's going to go on from month to month for me. Uh, But I have been living that way for I don't know how long now, 20 years, 12 years, 15 years. So it is uh, just my choice. So far, I've always been okay, but, you know, things are looking more and more insecure. So a couple options. One, within the the post of this, you will see a link to the website, and that goes through Stripe. So it is a secure donation. You will also uh, are able to upgrade on Substack. And uh, they put those buttons everywhere, but I'll add that on here. Uh, And like I said, for the month of September, I do have a mailing address. I talked to the postmaster, and apparently she's been getting my stuff but sending it back because a year ago I had told her I had put in a forwarding address, and I can't believe she remembers my name from a year ago. But she told me because... Uh, she will make sure that my mail is held uh, under general delivery. So I'm going to put that uh, in the notes uh, at the Rama post office. It's, it'll be the street address. So uh, she knows who I am. She knows that's what I love about small post offices. Uh, she will hold on to it for me personally, and I will be able to go pick it up. Uh, and I can have that for 30 days. So I'm having that... Uh, pretty much start September 1st to the end of September. So it will be secure. Uh, And I know some of you have asked to send a note or a card. So if you just want to say hi, that would be awesome too. Uh, So the other thing that's an option for you to think about is uh, you can also do, I know some of you don't like to do online stuff. Uh, I can deposit a check if it's to Jill Elizabeth. uh, But I also love the idea of doing postal uh, money orders because it's it's a way to kind of beat the system, so to speak. So it's private, nobody knows, and the post office itself can cash it. So 
Uh, it's more secure than sending money, but I like these ideas that are still available to us as the crackdown uh, continues. So those are uh, just a few options, and I will just say there is deep and much appreciation from me and the dogs since uh, they benefit with their uh, lifestyle from you also. So that's that. Uh, the second thing is a personal update, and uh, it's looking like uh, things are just super uncertain out and about in terms of what gas is going to do, what the lockdowns are going to do. But for the moment, you know, my goal is to hang on. One of the dogs had grabbed a plastic bottle and so, of course, the minute I decide to uh, record, he decides to wake up and go get the plastic bottle, which is very, very loud as a toy. So I just threw those away, which he then tried to chase after. And so now we're back trying to regroup. Uh, so personal update. Uh, so at this point, I'm still going to try and get out and about out into the world. Uh, so I'm in the process of sorting and resorting everything. And one of the reasons I'm bringing that up is I feel like we're shifting into this moment of, uh, you know, I like to talk about the inner journey. I like to talk about abstract things, but I feel like we're really shifting into this moment where we need to uh, sort of take a breath and get super practical again. Uh, you know, I've tried to uh, give you a little bit of a uh, info on, you know, maybe some of the things to go and get while we're capable of getting them. But, you know, as we move into the winter, there's just so much unknown about everything. And so uh, my mind has shifted to more practical things, you know, mostly because I'm in that moment of trying to decide what to take with me and having that conversation about what if I can't come back. But one of the big takeaways I've had through this whole process is uh, if I could go back, if I could redo all of this, uh, what I would do is instead of being so focused on being prepared for every situation and scenario, I would really do what I had originally set out to do at the very beginning of all this, and that is really just focus on the whole walk away principle. And, uh, you know, I knew I sort of screwed up at one point when I started to make a list of everything that I would want to take with me in my walk away plan, uh, and I realized I just had way too much stuff. And, you know, we're, we're in this weird place of fear because we don't know what's coming down the track, but trying to be prepared for all things and all circumstances uh, with the, you know, growing awareness that we really can't. Uh, and I think what is most powerful for me that I've learned, you know, through my entire off-grid, offline, nomadic uh trying to understand about survival and homesteading experience is you cannot in any way, shape, or form prepare in all ways and for everything. And the most powerful thing you can do is to be able to just get up and go. And even when 
we think about that at the abstract level, you know, it's very difficult to integrate that at the physical level. But we're seeing that more and more, you know, with all these disasters kicking off, like you may just have moments to grab and go. And how that used to be, you know, something that happened to people occasionally in some places around the world. Rarely it happened to you. You were It was the exception, not the rule. But I think as we see more and more craziness happening out and around us, the comfort of knowing that we can just pick up and go or, you know, really making a heartfelt psychological decision that no matter what happens, you're just going to write it out at home. Uh, even with fire, even with floods, you know, people choose to just go down with their house. Uh, as long as you can make that mental and emotional decision for those uh, that you, for yourself and those you're responsible for, uh, then we can just start to let go of some of this because, uh, you know, there's more and more fear being talked about at the media level. There's more and more uncertainty that's happening uh, and more confusion about which version of anything that might happen will happen. Uh, and we can't just, when I say practical, I'm not talking about like going out and buying every single thing you need. Uh, that is the American or Western consumer way is we solve problems by buying stuff. And, you know, I've come up against this wall where now I realize, uh, one, I can't carry all the stuff I have with me, even though I don't, I mean, I'm at a point now where I can't get rid of it because it's too valuable. So in hindsight, you know, I wish I had just focused on the walk away version and had stayed a lot. Uh, you know, my mantra that I had heard so long ago was lighter, leaner, faster, stronger. I wish I had stayed with that when I was younger and more capable. So I think to me, that's one of my uh, regrets. And I just wanted to pass that on to you is that if you're only going to focus on one thing in terms of getting ready, I think that most powerful thing is to walk away plan. Just that what is it that you can just pick up and go with? Drive away, walk away, uh, so that you can be fast and adaptive and not drowning in the heaviness of trying to drag your stuff or trying to make decisions quickly. Because it's when you, you know, I'm at a place now where I'm really down to my core stuff. In fact, I just pulled out a bunch of my photos that I have and there's too many to do anything with and I know I need to just pick a couple but you know as I'm looking at them I've had this big emotional thing and I thought you know I need to just do it and move on you know what are the few that I would walk away with you know from my past and my history that keep me connected but I can't take you know five pounds of photos with me so we're just, I think, you know, in my mind, and I think collectively, the, the power of this moment is to be more practical about body and world than introspective about mind, heart, and spirit. So I'm sort of making that shift right now, uh, still from the Wired for Danger perspective. But I think that as we move into this fall period, that's sort of a high productivity in terms of temperature and 
uh, ability to do things as opposed to winter, you know, when you're kind of trapped inside in some places and more reflective. So that's kind of how I see uh, what my conversation with you will be moving forward in many ways at this point. Maybe, who knows, when can I ever stay on track with my own processes? Uh, And so the last thing I wanted to cover is kind of the heartfelt conversation. And I am observing myself. I put that in the last uh, podcast that as the incoming is happening, as all the things that are coming down the pike I'm observing where my heart is going versus maybe where my mind thinks it should go versus what my body can actually do about any of it. And uh, and what that is, is at a very core, honest level, is that uh, my heart is breaking, not just for what's happening, but for what I can see that will be happening, which is gaining momentum. And, you know, I think what to me the fire really illustrates uh, in ha- in Hawaii uh, is that, you know, people are sharing, you know, the beauty of the internet, right? You can, anybody can get their message out. And, you know, how can you not care? How can you not jump to action? How can you not give us money? How can you not uh, be raging against this event that's so atrocious? You know, and the more information that comes out, the more atrocious, right, the whole process is. Uh, And do something, do something, do something. And if you won't do something because it's happening to us, you know, it's going to happen to you. And, you know, this is one of the very difficult things that, it's that we don't understand about ourselves until uh, it's happening around us, you know, that we are living in the moment of history. I often think about, you know, in the American Revolution, the Civil War, how we have this historical perspective. But while it was happening, uh, you know, what were the conversations that were going on in people's head? You know, if you were far away and you were getting your news four to six months after the event happened, you know, it felt like something happening to somebody else versus, you know, the families in the Civil War that had, you know, sons, fathers, uncles fighting for opposite sides, you know, tearing the family apart. Uh, And we're seeing that now and how living history in the moment, it's shocking to observe how we are reacting and not reacting. And I think, you know, one of those terrible unwanted truths is it's very difficult to get emotionally charged up about something unless it's happening to you. I've talked about this quite a bit in the past, but I think what's more important than even that is that so much of this is abstract that you want to turn off, you want to disassociate, you want to walk away, you want to not think about it, you want to distract because there's nothing you can actually do. And, you know, our default in America is to give money. We do it for everybody around the world, right? Anytime there's a crisis anywhere at home or around the world, Americans are awesome and they give money and they give a lot of money. Uh, And it makes me really angry when you see the the inequality or the inequity, whichever word you want to use, of, you know, billions to Ukraine for money laundering, pennies to Hawaii 
for real need. Uh, you know, I felt that way about the wound, all the wounded warrior and all the, uh, the, the veteran soldier stop suicide, which I've been a part of, is that we're spending, at the time, I, that was 2012, you know, we're spending $800,000 to a million dollars to train someone to kill and the military spent nine thousand uh, for PTSD and an additional few thousand if you added a TBI, traumatic brain injury, with that. So we're, we put pennies into the recovery process. We put millions into the killing process. There's nothing sane about the way our systems spend money, and yet. Not only do we all have to put our hard-earned dollars into the system so that it can be wasted, then we're putting all of our hard-earned dollars into trying to help people that are being hurt by the system because the system doesn't ever put money into things that help us. And there's just this heartbreaking insanity that's going on and all the people who are struggling right now and all the people who are becoming on the verge of homeless or homeless or are losing family members or losing their health so they can't work anymore, who are either doing okay but are about to go off the cliff or are going off the cliff and everybody's screaming, I need money, I need money, I need money. And I totally get that because I'm thinking I need money and I don't like asking for money, but I don't have uh, a simple way to run out and make enough money. You know, and everything I've tried, I keep ramming my head. I was thinking about when I, when all this really went bad and it, it went worse for me, you know, the day that I turned off the internet and disconnected from electricity to be off grid. I mean, it's sort of been crashing ever since in terms of my capacity to work. Uh, and then now, you know, not having enough physical health to get pretty much more than just basic survival stuff done every single day. And, you know, I know that I'm capable and competent of doing all these things and I'm just watching myself struggle. And, and yet at the same time, my heart is breaking for everybody that's struggling and everybody who's on the edge and almost nobody who's really struggling, one will talk about it or has a way out. You know, we're getting ready to enter the winter phase up here. And I know I physically cannot take the winter. I cannot do the work that's required for me to survive up here in winter. And, you know, my transmission is having a problem. Well, if there's anything, you know, I don't want to deal with, right, is a transmission problem. Uh, and so, you know, I'm not sure what the outcome of that is going to be, but that's a severe impact to any traveling plans. And it's it's not just me. You know, the other people that are up here that are wildly ill-prepared to deal with winter. And it's scary because it's only going to get worse. And it's breaking my heart. And I've talked to you about that. Like, how do we cope with that? And how do we, 
you know, I'm trying to not listen to the dog that's being, you know, whatever going on across the street and down a ways a bit, you know, crying every night. It's not even cold yet. Uh, you know, of all the people who are suffering, not just because, I mean, in that case, he's just an asshole, but, um, but all the people who are good people who want to work hard, that have only tried to do the right thing, What's happening to all of us as we watch evil make money and get more power and stay comfortable and we're watching all of us that want to work, that want to do the right thing, that want to be productive, drowning or falling or struggling. And most of those people don't have a platform. You know, one of the reasons I got... I don't like, uh, you know, this online stuff in terms of uh, like the the go send me uh, or the GoFundMe accounts is, you know, it, it's been so hard. You know, you look at that and there's no accountability for that money. And so many of those projects never come to fruition. You don't know what's real. You don't know what's a scam. It's one of the things I liked about video is at least you could see what was real, you know, in terms of my life, like I wasn't living in a mansion kind of thing. And, you know, and then I look at, you know, the videos that are wildly successful and somebody was showing me some stupid ass video saying how they really liked it. And I just want to explode. You know, this, I won't do TikTok because it's so bad for us to be sitting online absorbing endless amounts of idiotic and useless information And yet, the places that were all successful, the people who are making good money influencing, right, taking money to influence for terrible reasons and terrible ideas and just the craziness and the the good, hardworking, honest, functional, wanting to be productive, wanting to be healthy, right? All of us that are struggling to do the right thing. And, you know, so much of it is timing, you know, what, what you did, the choices you make. And, uh, you know, I still could kick myself, right? I just wanted to help people. What was I thinking, right? And, it, it I, just as an irony, you know, the social masters in social work is like the lowest paid masters you can walk away with. Uh, you know, most at the time, I remember, you know, a million years ago, you know, MBAs walked out the door. At that time, it was like 50,000 uh, and masters in social work was like 18,000. I mean, we're just we're overeducated and underpaid and high burnout because we just want to help people. But what happened, at least within my career, is it stopped. It never probably was, but it became less and less about helping people and more and more about supporting the system. So you do you stay in the system and fail so you can have a paycheck or do you check out and try to do something that's more meaningful? And, you know, the heartbreak of all of this is I think it's a necessary part of our evolution as human. But the reality is just really sucks. You know, like I, I think I've you know said this many times. It's like when you go back and you read the letters and journals of people in the Civil War and in the American Revolution, 
uh, in the settling of America, you know, the pioneers and the reality and the horrific conditions that people endured and the struggle and the poverty and the injustice. I mean, there was so much bad stuff happening in the war. Even if you think you were on the side of righteousness, there's always greed. There's always uh, criminal activity. Just There's always money laundering, like what's going on, right? People using bad things to make money and gain power. It's always gone on. Gets whitewashed in history. We say, oh, you know, the American Civil War, we were fighting for freedom or the Civil War. Oh, we were fighting to free slaves. And it's really never about that. That's the reductionist history of one sentence so we can feel good about the atrocities, right? We can feel good about all the people that died and sacrificed until you start reading their personal stories. And we're entering that moment now. And like I said, this is my heartfelt. It's just like my heart is breaking. And, you know, I wanted to be able to be someone that could help walk us through this process. Uh, And I'm finding that I'm struggling with it in a way that I wish I wasn't because I can feel what's happening to other people. You know, I can see how hard it is for me and I understand what's happening and how to deal with the mental and emotional impact of all of it. Uh, And I'm having a really hard time and we're only at the beginning. Uh, And I don't want to be, you know, this constant source of doom and gloom. Uh, And I don't want to be a fear monger. And I do believe that in as much as there is tragedy, it is within the suffering and the injustice that the good do rise up, the good do make it out, and there will be good that comes from all of this. But it's just like any disease process. It sucks while it's happening. It's painful to watch, and it's even more painful to experience. And the worst part is being helpless in the process of all of it to do anything about it. You know, I started off at 14, 15, 16, wanting to to end suffering because I was suffering. I suffered for so long and so deeply, and I worked so hard to dig myself out of something nobody else could see. Uh, you know, there's always been a physical component, but nothing, you know, like what's been going on in the last few years. But the mental and emotional suffering was unbearable. And... Uh, very intense. And, you know, I forget how hard I worked and how long it took me. Uh, And, you know, one of the things I've observed over my time of sharing is that when I share any kind of weakness or vulnerability, uh, I do it as a way to try to share that I understand. But oftentimes what comes back at me is... Uh, this being seen as weak or uh, broken or it's projection. You know, there's nothing that I say that everyone else isn't just projecting back because what I say is rarely what other people hear. And that's just the way it is. But it breaks my heart. It just breaks my heart because I don't want any of us to go through what we're going through. 
you know, I feel the gift of my life is that I did find my way out of it all. Uh, what I didn't plan on, like you all, was to have uh, this this part of the process be happening. Uh, I actually thought it would happen earlier, and it didn't. Uh, and now, you know, I'm a little, it's more shocking, I think, than I thought it would be. And I also recognize I'm in a different place than, you know, had this all happened 10 years ago. So in terms of, you know, us looking more and more into a future where practical survival is going to be infinitely more uh, realistic than it is now, you know, in terms of what we've experienced, in terms of, uh, you know, our biggest problem for the day is that the Amazon didn't deliver today and it might come tomorrow. Uh, you know, the reality is that we have almost no memory now of what it was like before or no experience of what it was like before. And none of us were around when life was very hard. There's very few people uh, who are still, you know, walking among us that were born in the 30s and the 20s, you know, in terms of real depressions, right? Real struggle, real survival. Uh, we've all known a fairly large amount of comfort and safety, that systems were in place and that there was someone that you could call and there was something you could do and there was always a way to fix the problem. And as we move into what is just a normal cycle for humanity, uh, that what goes up must come down, it's heartbreaking to watch because there is nothing that can be said or done that's going to change it and make everything okay for everybody. Uh, and all we can do is our part, our place, uh, and our prayer. And where we can support, right? So, you know, there are people who still can support financially. There are people who can still, you know, at a local level, reach out and assist one another uh, or share goods or barter or do these other things. And, but that's sort of, you know, the curse and the gift of understanding the bigger picture and the abstract and seeing far ahead, my heart is breaking. Uh, and that is my message because I, I wish this wasn't happening to us. I wish that there was a way to spin it all. Uh, and honestly, I wish I was somebody who didn't, at this point, see all this stuff. I wish I could just do something superficial and meaningless and be okay with it. And I just, you know, I ask myself that all the time. Why can't I just make some kind of stupid video and be happy with, you know, income from doing a stupid video? And I'm just not that person. I cannot put myself you know, into the evil systems of like Facebook and TikTok. I cannot do things that are superficial and meaningless. Uh, and I cannot look away from the people who are really suffering and join the superficial discussion and pretend like everything's okay. And I realize that that's just no fun for most of us uh, to be around someone like me or to listen to someone like me. And I don't, but I also don't know how to not be me. And so that's just kind of a little bit about where I'm at right now. Uh, you know, 
I'm nervous about the future like you guys. I'm nervous about my future like all of us are nervous about our future. And I'm sad about what's happening. Uh, but I also believe there's a way to meet it with a different attitude. And I'm working really, really hard to shift myself out of this sadness as I look around and have my heart break. Uh, how can I? get past that. Uh, and I'm having moments where I am. Uh, but as I'm talking with you right now, this morning, I'm just having one of those heartbreak moments because uh, I can see what's happening to myself and to those that are closest physically around me. Uh, I can see what's happening, you know, from stories. Uh, and I know what's going to be happening. And so I'm just in one of those moments where this is just real. I cannot pretend. I cannot look at the superficial BS. Uh, I cannot be someone who just disassociates and distracts and walks over into the entertainment. I mean, I have to do that sometimes or I wouldn't be able to get up in the morning. But for the most part, I just can't stop seeing, hearing, and feeling all of it. Uh, and so, you know, that doesn't stop the day-to-day -day survival stuff. It doesn't stop the need for the practical stuff. But sometimes I think it helps to hear other people talk about what we're feeling. So I'm not doing that because I want you to feel sorry for me or have a point of weakness or project your fear of your own weakness onto me. I'm trying to do that because to me, that's part of being a real human is having compassion and empathy for all of those around us, not to sit in judgment of anyone. Uh, we are just in this big moment and most of us are going to get swept up in it, not because we're bad people or we've done anything wrong, but because this is just the process of change that most of us won't care until it happens to us. So the only way that we create true change and end true suffering is to remember what it feels like and be willing to step out of comfort and safety and do something different. As long as we're safe and comfortable, we just don't do anything. We just, it's very difficult to get motivated to do anything about the bad stuff until it happens to you. Uh, and so it needs to happen to a lot of us to get us motivated to just try something different. And we're in that process and it's really, and it happens over and over. Uh, this is just one more time, but to be in it, nobody can really prepare for it, just like our ancestors couldn't. But it doesn't last forever. And part of being within it is to feel the experience of it. Uh, that's why I believe so strongly in the journaling process, not just as a way to process who and what we are feeling or what we're feeling and why, but also who we are through it. Uh, and ideally, you know, what are uh, the people coming next can learn from it. I believe in the power of a record of all of this from a personal point of view. And so we're just going to take a deep breath. I'm going to say thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you being here with me, especially if you're here at the end. Uh, I appreciate all that you do, uh, and I appreciate all that you give, uh, and spending this time with me, supporting this process, supporting the dogs, supporting my efforts, and uh, witnessing 
everything that's happening in the best way we know how, you know, with an open heart uh, and hands that are willing to do the work. And, and this is just the way it is right now. Uh, it, does, it won't last forever, but for right now, this is just what's happening. And so uh, that is my heartfelt message. That is my personal update. And that is my uh, exciting news is I do have a mailing address for 30 days. And so with that, deep breath, my friends, and I will see you next time.